we are in a two-phase process. So the first is that we are required by law to uh, give the Minister of Police and the National Commission a notice that we intend to proceed uh, to certify uh, the class action. And they are given 60 days, so we sent this notice uh, almost two weeks ago. Uh, so we anticipate that by the end of April, uh, early May, we can then proceed to the Western Cape uh, High Court and lodge our papers, uh, which is then seen as us um, you know, providing the founding affidavits, the expert witness statements, the family um, statements, and then that's about uh, hopefully and we're confident that uh, we will be uh, certified that it will be seen as having merit this case uh, and then the issue of a trial date gets decided. Uh, so we haven't launched um, the papers yet because of this 60-day uh, notice requirement, but yes, the intention is that uh, in, in the next, uh, you know, by the end of um, April, uh, we will be able to go to the Western Cape High Court. And Adele, how many families of victims uh, will you be representing here? Well, in, in terms of the, the records, uh, the papers that are available to us, uh, there are several hundred families. Um, we have several families on board already, uh, but we will continue uh, to approach families to join uh, the class at this stage. Uh, and as you know, we haven't revealed the names of the families and where they're from, because uh, that process can only become public once we uh, certify the class action. Fair enough. So uh, for those who may not be familiar with uh, Colonel Prinsloo, uh, maybe just a bit of background, Adele, uh, behind uh, the involvement of Prinsloo and Naidu. So Prinsloo and Naidu were senior police officers who were in charge of uh, the National Armory, which was based in Silverton in Pretoria. Uh, and most of the weapons uh, uh, in that armory were earmarked for destruction. And from about 2007, the records uh, indicate um, that Prince Lu stole weapons, had them altered, um, and then used both a gun dealer and a businessman to enable him to move these weapons uh, into the Western uh, Cape, into uh, the hands of criminals. Um, but what we begin to see is we've got records from 2010 uh, of the death and injury of young people where, through kind of forensic analysis, the guns that Prince stole, and he stole, he confesses to having stolen over 2,500 um, guns, that you know, the, the evidence shows that some of these guns were linked directly to death and injury of children, mainly on the Cape Flats. Um, so both of them were caught uh, in 2015 and arrested. Um, and we know that Prince entered into a plea bargain with the state and was sentenced to 18 years uh, imprisonment in, in 2016. And so that's, that's the, the backstory, which is essentially to senior officers engaging in corruption for financial gain um, and, you know, having no sense, um, or certainly one doesn't get a, any sense of remorse of the extraordinary damage 
that they did to so many families on the Cape Flats because what you see from the Medical Research Council data is that from the moment these guns start moving into the Western Cape, you see this very dramatic increase in gun-related deaths in Cape Flats communities. So there's a direct link between the increase of guns moving into a community and the increase in, in, in gun deaths. And the class action is about holding the state to account for its failure to secure its weapons, which it's required to do both under international law and under our national law. Well, all makes perfect sense. Uh, Dal, thanks so much for speaking to us about that, and uh, we'll certainly follow up. Please let us know um, when you actually launch the class action suit so that we can follow up. Um, that was Adele uh, Kirsten. She is the director of Gun Free South Africa.